0: sir
1: ah manscape Uh
0: uh-huh uh you know have you tried the new equipment that's been sent i'm afraid because it says weed whacker (laughs) i'm scared maven manscape what are you thinking about manscape dude love love it it. what do you use it for necessity what
2: what don't i use it for put it this way (laughs) the only hair i have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah that you see these wow. caterpillars racing
0: to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all. That's all I have, and that's all I want. That's the so par- manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. Is nothing worse than just hair. Yeah, right. Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely, and it's
2: the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas.
0: Absolutely, I hate it. I'm gonna ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just gonna go out there. Oh boy, go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to go uh, do I the deed what, on a woman, I would you rather going. have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush?
3: <laughs> racing stripe. Well, retro
2: bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like, baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that yeah. I'm, that I'm,
0: I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into
1: that. That's, That's very, very interesting. Bit like that.
0: I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah.
1: shit. So, if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that? If
0: the landing
2: strip is, has like I said, well-manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides, it's not... Like blinking lights on both sides <laughs> of that landing? I just don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want the shrubbery <laughs> going off into... <laughs> Unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. yeah, oh,
1: look what you found? Ooh,
2: I gotta be all gotcha. honest though. Hey, the ah. the, the older <laughs> I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, as I found as, it. I found
0: have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then. What is? It? Retro, absolutely. You Retro. Like, Whoa. Wow, like, yeah, I'm 46. like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? <laughs> no, I, tr- I muster through.
2: I muster up the <laughs> courage to get in there. Trooper, he's a trooper. Gotta <laughs> yeah. <He's> <laughs> give him a name. Yeah, oh, not all, all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, there I know. Uh, <laughs> listen, you I
0: couldn't. Super I couldn't say it. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscape could help you. Absolutely, weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that
1: I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the Weed Whacker for a little while. Yeah, I
0: think you're a retro guy, aren't you?
1: I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, well, with you that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, <laughs> anyway. and we'll be back
0: with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will
1: see you in a dropkick second. Uh. A dropkick second.
4: congratulations you have found a wrestle shoot hosted by the wild thing rob wilds and the ladies man chris casanova combined we have 40 years of wrestling experience and we're here to share those experiences stories and knowledge with you over the podcast airwaves we'll be joined by friends of ours from time to time to share their stories and experiences with you as well so climb aboard the crazy train we call Wrestle Shoot. We know how to do it. And we do it real well. Ooh, sweet bejesus and baby bejesus. Chris, get on the right side of the line. I love that song. That song always makes the, the juices just flow to the old genitalia. How you doing, brother?
3: Man, I haven't heard that song in a long time, man. It seems like it's been months since we've been on the show.
4: I know. We've been gone for what, two weeks? And if you look we've been gone for two months, but we are back on another episode of Wrestle Shoot. I'm your host, The Wild Thing, Rob Wilds, joined, of course, by the lovely and talented, the man who looks so damn good in sunglasses that he had to get him one size too big. My <laughs> hetero life <laughs> mate, Chris Casanova. Yay, golf clap. Yay, welcome back, buddy
3: yeah you too man
4: you know uh i i know that we got a big show lined up for today man and this is one that i've wanted to do for a while we finally reached out to them and here they are uh you know how people keep calling i got an interesting message from one of our viewers earlier so you know people keep calling us the opie and anthony of uh professional right, wrestling podcasts well she said that uh the guys we're having on today if we're the opie and anthony would genuinely be considered the howard stern they are Ooh. long island's number one voted wrestling podcast now let me ask you this chris they say they're the number one voted wrestling podcast i'm sure there was some kind of a uh of a vetting process of the voting process i'm sure they went through some jumps to uh make sure to get up to where they're at right Oh, but sure. Would it have the same impact if like the four of us would just vote Wrestle Shoot Florida's number one wrestling <laughs> podcast. What do you think? Should we give it a try? Uh,
3: fucking why not,
4: man? Well, wide open the comments in the viewer section. If you support it, Maria, thanks for joining us. If you support wrestle shoot being Florida's number one pro wrestling podcast, holla if you hear me. So shall we just move on to the main event, my brother? Might as well. All right. So directly from Long Island, we are bringing on the Thanks, great. <laughs> okay. Yeah, goodbye. Let's bring on the great duo of Monty and the Pharaoh. I wish we had an applause soundtrack right now, gentlemen. Welcome to fucking Russell Shoot.
0: Thank you, guys. It's a, it's an honor to be on your show. Finally made it. How are you? That's oh good. man
4: very good very good took a couple yep. of weeks yep. off so you know before we get started actually if you guys don't mind chris i have a question for you well, it's a little bit of a random question but you know you're fuck, me and you go back 172 and a half years so i feel like That's i can get a answer from you does it bother you having too much hair no <laughs> Not now, at what all. What do you what do you use, Chris, to take care of extra hair, or are you still in the market? Maybe you could use some advice. I just do
3: a standard razor, man. Keep it simple.
4: Well, you know what? I think that I would like to ask our new friends what they do about male hair control, guys. I hear you may have an answer for us, and what we can do to keep that up, un- unsightly extra hair under control. Farrow.
1: No, take it away, Mike. You're the guy with the, with all the hair. Take well, first
4: of, first of all, Chris,
0: don't let anyone ever pick on you. All right. Because there's one thing about men, right? There we go. You don't want to walk around with doll head, right? It's like, you know, you're trying yeah, yeah. to grow your hair out. Meanwhile, your hair is all spread. Doll head. You know, like when you were a kid, you used to like separate you All that thought at that yeah. point, it's like, man up, shave that shit. <laughs> Right. And, and just be a man. Man the fuck up. Right. Because no one wants to walk around with fucking doll head. Right. No. And you know what? You could use one of our sponsors, Manscape, and you could shave your head and look like a man. There it is. Body, really? camera, man. You can't beat it. And if you use the MNP code, you get a 20 percent discount. Oh. Really?
1: And uh, Mike, like the top of your head, that was a smooth segue. Very nice. Thank so I would much.
4: imagine then that uh, people should just go ahead and jump on over to manscape.com and enter in promo MNP for what kind of a discount?
0: You get a 20, 20% discount. Use the code 80%. M-A-N-D-P. That's M-N-P. Plug that right in. 20%. Manscaped right is down. a wonderful, wonderful little item. And that's one of our many sponsors. We have good fucking wine. We've got some hot sauce. We've got auto shops. We've got dog kennel sessions, whatever. You know, we sure. we take on everybody. They all want to be
4: part of Long Island's number one pro well, wrestling. Tommy Rich sure did enjoy your good fucking wine, didn't he?
0: Tommy Rich can drink his ass off, man, as <laughs> they, they all can. Mean. They all can. That's one good thing when they come in studio with us, right? We, you know, we feed them a little wine, let them loosen up a little bit. We have a good time. But I will be honest with you, Farrow and I have conducted some very, very poor interviews when we've had long days, because we've pretty much yeah. polished off about how many bottles four. of wine, Farrell?
1: four, four, four bottles of wine? I yeah, think within
0: a couple would. hours, we're usually trashed. Yeah. At that point, we yeah. make some of the worst, the worst yeah. interviews ever. But yeah. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever.
1: Like I'm drunk and, ye- and slurring at Kevin Sullivan about how bad Hannibal sucks. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yep, I agree. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
4: not, not a Hannibal fan.
1: Uh, no, not particularly. No, if I want if I want to take a nap, I am.
0: Well, listen, listen, I don't, we're not fans of many people. We are fans of the wild thing and and Casanova, but uh, well, that's, that's why we're on the show, but we, we get asked to come on shows all the time. And honestly, we're not trying to be arrogant, but we cannot stand the wrestling world in general. Um, These people doing shows, first of all, all right, wait, I got to ask a question, right? So I watch your show religiously. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're building a network, is that right,
4: Wild Thing? Uh, that is correct, sir. The Anti Social Network. Uh, we just bought our uh, website, AntisocialNetwork.cc. That's going to be launching soon.
0: So, did I hear you recently say that you're adding on a show called Coast to Coast Pro Wrestling, Coast to Coast? Yeah. No. No, we have
4: a couple of uh, guys who are friends of ours from a network called the Coast to Coast, and they really want to be able to just unload about things that are bothering them. And they know over here, we don't have any restrictions on language. So
0: come on over,
4: man. Let who, are, who, are, who are those guys? Uh, that would be Adam and Mess Around Dave.
0: Okay. All right. And Brandon,
4: too, right? The brand no, I don't one. think Brandon's doing it. It's just Dave and Adam. Oh, okay. No, the
0: re- the reason being, right, there's a show out there. What's it called? Farrow Wrestling uh, and Everything, Coast to Coast or some shit like that? Uh,
1: flush the Floss or something like that. Pretty bad.
0: So Pretty bad. We, we entered the wrestling world, right? So a quick synopsis of our relationship is Farrow and I went to junior high together, and Jimmy was a big wrestling fan where I was not. And we became friends, and Jimmy kind of turned me on to pro wrestling. And, you know, just like anything else, you kind of lose contact with each other after a little while. He went his way doing his thing. He he became a very popular musician um, after high school, and I went on to college and then finally into the military. So we lost contact. And we finally reached back in like about 10 years ago, and Jimmy and I – We both always shared the love of sports in general, but also the the love of wrestling. And I was invited onto a show, and long story short, it went pretty well, and I brought Jimmy aboard, and then we ended up doing our own show. uh, Some other radio station contacted us. The reason I'm getting into this is that was the birth of Monty Nefaro, but we really weren't in the wrestling world, and we don't consider ourselves wrestlers, right? We were just... Two fans, teenagers who fell in love with the sport, and we're not experts. We, you know, we, you know, we're just not. We're not in the biz. And the problem I have with a lot of podcasters out there, and again, we don't consider ourselves a podcast, but for a lot of podcasters out there, they think they're in the biz. They think they're. They think they made it. Goddamn right about that. all All right. So we run across some of the biggest douchebags in the world. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, in the world.
1: There's a serious high degree of delusion. I can't, you know, when I came into this, I, as Mike said, you know, I've loved wrestling since I was a kid. And I had to readjust once I started to get, as Mike knows. It was kind of really different. Mike was better at it because Mike is better at shipping through the bullshit than I am. I kind of get really wrapped up in the fact that people are just – convincing themselves of a bunch of shit that's not true. They all think they're in the business and it it got kind of nauseating. It was tough for us. But, uh, you know, I've learned to change. I don't look at wrestling the same way I did like I did with, you know, through a kid's joyous eyes. But, you know, you find your way to still enjoy it, if that makes any sense. I'm sure you guys come across your douchebags and wondered about this business and what the fuck am I doing and then at the end of the day, you know, you if you make people happy and you put out a good product, then fuck it, you know.
4: You deal with the douchebags. You put them to the side. You throw them in the circular file, right? And you the do- problem, yeah. the problem though with in-ring indie wrestling is, is just they all want a politic and they all want a fucking jockey. But there's only like two positions to be had, so just. Man, fuck off, dude. Take the booking, work the match, right, remember right. your place on the card, right? and entertain right. the people and make yourself yeah. an asset to that company. You can have one of those two spots. But right. these kids right. are coming out of wrestling school now in like three-month accelerated courses, and they're yeah. sucking the right dick, and they're getting like semi-main spots as their fifth match, and it's humiliating. But
0: what, right. the f- what is a semi-main spot in an independent show? Five dollars? I mean, seriously, I I mean, it's like, again, yeah, you go to some of these shows and it it, it's some of the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. So, you know, we come in full circle. So you guys brought up Hannibal. Right. So Hannibal, I give him the respect, the fact that he was the OG of, you know, the the shoot interview in him and Oliver and maybe RF video. Right. Those those three. Um, so you gotta give Hannibal a lot of credit. He's made a living off of YouTube. You know, you know what I'm saying? But now as this starts to grow, like you guys, right? People start to real like people are coming into this 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 uh pro wrestling world podcasting thing that are much more talented, like you guys. So now Hannibal's starting to feel the pain, right? Because now it's starting to get swallowed up by these shows like yourselves, right? So that you know, um, but I guess the point is, is that I just can't deal with any of any of these people. Seriously, um, you guys know Evan Ginsburg. I'm sorry, Farrell I'm going to bring this shit oh, up. Man. So, what are you, you guys doing? know Evan Ginsburg? Oh, no. I don't. Um, I don't know.
1: No. So, so, you're so fortunate. You're fortunate. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so bro. we.
0: So we. So we. We went to our first studio because Evan Ginsburg had a show there, right? True. And if anyone. Evan Ginsburg was associated with the wrestler. You all know the movie The Wrestler, right? right. The one with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, to me, I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, but the so that Evan was sitting on that station, we thought, wow, you know, holy cow, this guy is the real deal. And to Farrow's point a couple of minutes ago, is as you get to know all these fakes and these frauds, they're they're nobodies. And, they, and somehow they just pull the wool over your eyes until you finally start to cipher through all the bullshit that, that goes on here. I mean, everybody that does these shoot interviews pays these wrestlers. You know that, right? Uh, So, yeah, right. They all get paid. Right. Without you know, I think even Busted It Open pays the wrestlers to come on. Maybe not some of the smaller names, but some of the bigger ones, right? So, you know, everybody tries to act like that's not the case and that's that's not what's going on. And he's my friend. Right. Right. Right.
1: We went to the library together this weekend.
4: That's why Greg Valentine's coming on. Oh shit, that bond between a man and that library. I understand.
0: Scum return ex. that book so we have we have we have a lot of problems with a lot of these guys that's yeah. all it's it's uh well they try to pull the annoying.
1: con right mike isn't that it? it's like you know they're in the business and they try to pull the con on us and it's like hey man i think we learned this game after about a month of this horse shit fuck off
0: absolutely you know? Yeah, pulling the con—that's probably that's probably yeah. the answer there.
1: That so, I
0: mean, it. honestly, that's why I like your guys' show, right? It's it's really not about wrestling; it's just about whatever, calling bullshit out and stuff like uh, that.
1: Mike, if I could, Mike, if I could throw this in, I love the fact that they're the old, uh, you know Opie and Anthony from uh, the Birthplace of the Pharaoh. I was made in a lab in Florida, so I'm very excited that you guys are from Florida. That's awesome. That is awesome.
4: Very good. Very good.
0: Nice. Nice. <clears throat>
4: And we did. we've talked about you guys for God, probably the last eight months. Like, well, should we approach them and ask them to come on? And yeah. like, we kept going back and forth on it. We both took the opinion of what's it going to hurt to ask? And then counter, uh, well, they get asked every day. So why would they even give us a second? Well, yeah, but yeah, wild thing, I
1: got to get this in there though. You know what, you know, you ask us,
4: you know, you ask
1: us to come on, we come on and, uh, I wanna know one thing. How did the pharaoh become the pariah? Ahem. You wanna explain that one to me, That's funny right. old pal, old summon connection? Old Lord Lost Soul from Florida? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, right. hey. No, no. All no, right. no, 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 no. Please, please, you talk. It's all fucking you right the, now. Please. The pariah. No, please. Yeah. Okay. But enough about myself. Why don't you talk about me for a while? The pariah? Oy.
4: So, as I'm writing up this, well, I'm trying to do this wonderfully worded, flattering announcement <laughs> to advertise uh, yeah. Monty and the Pariah coming on Wrestle. It's a great gimmick, man. Miss, it sounds like it. I misspelled <laughs> it. Fucking autocorrect jumped in and said, Oh, you're trying you to jump. say pariah. I didn't even notice until old Monty hits me up about an hour and a half after it's been up. And he goes, uh, "Well, I don't know who the pry is. You might want to fix this." And I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at the advertisement I wrote, and my brain isn't putting it together. I was like, "Ah, he's fucking crazy. He's just he's just busting my balls." But I couldn't get over it. I looked again. I was like, "Oh shit, that's been up for hours." Damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: spelling's um, on your forte, Rob. <laughs> hey, hey,
4: hey! You're right. Well, that was it's that much much was, was that
0: that was that wasn't that wasn't a bad graphic. I thought it was pretty good.
4: Yeah, except so, for yeah. the pariah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah,
0: yeah. You, <laughs> you would know, like it, Mike. Thanks a lot. So no, 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 no. It wasn't, yeah. <laughs> we should have kept it up as pariah. Maybe that probably <laughs> really... um Bro Wicked. Well,
4: We're <laughs> writing him a new gimmick. Wow. Wow. Uh, you wow. know what? Wow. If I may jump in real quick, I mean this this is this has been eating at me for weeks, ever since I finally saw your interview with uh, Mr. Ron Shaw. Oh boy! And we know, you know, Ooh. being in the business as long as we were, touring around, hanging out with the old folk, we know how they get. And we know how, like, the more times they forget to tuck their chin, the more aggressive they got. But, man, Ron Shaw comes on your show. He comes on your show and tells you. Uh, I'm going to tell you what you're asked. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to play this out, how it's going to play out. Yeah, fuck that. And you guys were both very cool as he was ranting until finally Pharaoh goes, bro, are you fucking kidding me? And then you said, no, no, calm down, calm down, calm down. And then finally you said, bottom line, you know, this is my fucking show, our show. Bottom line is this is our show. <laughs> we're yeah. going to ask you whatever we want to ask you. And I was All like, right. man, I'm in love with these guys, but. Based on how, and if you guys haven't seen it, man, go look up uh, Monty and the, Far- and, the Far- and the Pariah, Monty and the Pharaoh, <laughs> you fucked me up, on YouTube, and look for this Ron Shaw interview. Like, you will be shocked the, that a grown-ass Hall of Famer adult man was behaving like this on somebody else's show. So Chris and I American, spent man. years doing Asshole of the Month,
3: and yeah, we would absolutely. graduate
4: at the end of the year to Asshole of the Year, right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and we decided to get rid of that. It was getting old. You know, wrestlers will never quit running out of doing asshole things. But based on Ron Shaw's appearance on the Monty and Ferro show, we have designated a brand new annual spot where we're going to have Crybaby of the Year. <laughs> Fuck. Ron Shaw. And everybody, oh, I want you to pay particular attention to it's a girl. Look at those titties. Fuck you, Ron. Christ, man. Where's your, where's your bra at, man? Jeez. Wow. Yeah, dude, look at him trying to pop his neck out go. like he's still got those fucking yeah. module man veins. Can you, can anybody, can anybody who's, who's watching right now, who's, who's in the chat room, can anybody name me one truly memorable Ron Shaw wrestling moment? Besides going
0: when he was being inducted into the Hall of Fame, who? Anybody? Wow. One? All right, wait. So Now, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> go, ahead, Laura, go ahead,
4: Go <laughs>
1: ahead, Well, Mike, as you know, I, 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 I'm actually very uncomfortable about the whole Ron Shaw thing because I kind of like Ron Shaw mostly because of childhood memories, of course, because he's from that special little window when I was in junior high into high school. Uh, I try to make things cool with ron shaw and i was actually taken i was surprised when he came on and attacked continued to have a problem with mike i don't know mike you want to fill in the rest of this this has just been very awkward for me in a lot of ways you know um
0: so i when, was a
1: kind, i was taken aback kind of upset his response but mike please fill in you know the rest of the show so,
0: so when G- jimmy and i started the monty and the Faro show we decided hey look we love wrestling right but we don't love wrestling that much
4: Right. right,
0: I you know right. we're we're not the uh, let's go over the results on Monday Night Raw and AEW. Right. We kind of want right. to go into the background of the wrestler and what they were thinking, right. and not even necessarily the dirt stuff. Right, we don't want to know dirt. Like we, you know, it's we just want to hear what they think.
1: But and, but dirt sometimes comes with reality. We're looking absolutely. for the real person. We're yeah. looking for the real person. If the dirt surfaces, so may it be. We're not looking for it, but if it comes up, we're certainly going to you know. Sample,
0: so that sample that soil. <laughs> I I yeah. am with Faro that Ron Shaw is huge in our memories as younger yeah. fans. Right, we're we're older than you guys. Right, so you know we grew up on Ron Shaw, and you know we had a special place for him. But I can't do shows regurgitating bullshit. Yeah. That's been covered by every other show out yep. there. And I tried to explain that to Ron and Ron really felt uncomfortable. And in some cases, right, Farrow, Ron is right. You know, they shut down our YouTube channel because of right. the controversy. We had to reboot that whole thing. We well, lost 20- money. That's
1: more, that's more due to obsessive douchebags. Some of the people we were talking about earlier that just can't, you know, accept the fact that we don't do things the boring way asking about arm bars from 1974. We're not afraid to ask, you know, the questions that really count, the questions that may make you feel uncomfortable. We're very upfront about what we do though. If you don't like it, change the channel. Obsessing over us? Fuck you.
0: Yeah, in the and- ass. And we, cer- we certainly have yes. our haters, right? So. Back to Ron, Ron really didn't want to do that type of interview and I just wasn't going to, to change it and he wasn't happy about it. So hence we, we had an issue again. I respect the guy for the career he had and, Mm -hmm. um, but Mm -hmm. do I respect the man? Probably not. I lost respect that day for him for sure. And, but it's all cool. Right. Um, people I got punched in the face by Marty Janetti. Yeah. people think it was a work it was real
4: I mean <laughs> Marty Jeantti did he take away his mouthwash so he couldn't drink it well
0: no you know a this was a real this was a real serious bad. deal we had brought yeah. him in for a mm-hmm. signing there were kids there uh we now had I'm a... come home
1: though Mike don't forget though this was our first major guest yeah, right on top of so yes. we were very, excited, very you know, excited you know we were dealing with like you know Joe Blow wrestling in Comac, and then we finally got to a Marty Janetti. You can imagine how excited we were, guys. Sure.
0: So, like, that that was the humble beginnings, guys, because we used to have these wrestlers. That's how we got taught really early what kind of bullshit it is. We had right. a guy. He passed away. His name was Butcher Blackwell, okay, and he claimed to be Jerry Blackwell's nephew. So we brought him in, you know, did interviews with him. We were very excited. We became friends with the guy. And then we're bringing in Marty Jannetty. So what does this guy do with Marty Jannetty while kids are there? They decide to go into the bathroom and snort a shitload of cocaine, now,
4: of which, course.
0: Was, which was a major problem with me yep. and Farrow. Yep. Exactly. Marty, dropped, Marty yeah. dropped
1: his doors in front, of a, in front of a kid with her mom. He dropped his drawers. Wow. Yeah. You know, it it was terrible. very messed up. It, was, it was actually very hurtful to watch this happen. And, and we didn't like
0: it. Right. So high. So yeah, hence, we went on the attack bad. on him for quite a while. And when he came Mike, you back, paid the show, him well,
1: not to cut you up. I'm sorry, Mikey, but you paid, we paid him well. We paid him well for this appearance, right? Yeah, right. yeah, absolutely. Take it away, brother.
0: And we had a, you know, we had an argument and I wasn't going to let it go. And he decided to pop me and he popped me good. And thanks for the Pharaoh. He took, it, took care of him, but people still, as they think it was a work between me and him. Now, oh. as funny as it is, it's not even funny, this is what men, oh. it's about men being men. We're very close with Marty Janetti now. It's all yep. forgiven, right? We're yep. very close with them. In fact, I talk to Marty at least once Love a Marty. week. So, nice. but this is the funny yeah. thing. Go back to these other wrestling guys, right? There was such hatred for us out there that people would be this guy, Butcher Blackwell, and trying to, you know, at this point, we thought he was a wrestler, and he kind of was going on other shows, and we weren't happy about it. We had a falling out with the guy. He ended up passing away, but he was forgotten by all these people. He was used by them. My point is, Chris, wild thing. I I can't say it enough. I can't stand these people, and I don't beat around the bush. I call out names. I won't go, this guy from this show, no. Fuck you, Russell Jackman. Fuck you, Evan Ginsberg. Fuck you, Hannibal. And those agents also that bring these wrestlers around. These guys, just, these guys would sell their mother for a penny, man. It's and fuck Ron Shaw still. Yeah. What? Wow. What about Ron Shaw? And fuck him too. Oh, okay. Fuck Ron uh, Shaw. Uh, fuck, uh, uh, fuck you, Ron Shaw. Right fuck you,
1: Rod. Oh, my God. Oh, Mike, uh, I, I like Ron. You're putting me in a very rough spot. All right, fine. Fuck you, Ron Shaw. That's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, fuck, fuck you, Ron. What's I saying? <laughs> you, yeah. uh, you punk. You punk.
0: So ask, answer oh, wow. me this, guys. Why did you get into this? What was your passion that you guys decided to do this? You want to take this one, Rob? I can jump in. Uh,
4: yeah, I'll start from the start. Um, yeah. God, how long ago would you say it is, Chris? Twenty two, twenty three years? Uh,
3: I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say early
4: two thousand. Let's just go with that two thousand, two thousand one okay. range. Something like back that. in the good old days, a very close friend of mine. Uh, he used to be a ring announcer for the old WWF uh, for the East Coast primarily. He did a little bit of Central, but West Coast. His, what's that?
3: West Coast. West Coast
4: west coast primarily a little bit of central as well but um michael porter was his name and him and this gentleman rick rockwell came up with the concept because this little am radio station saw a value in a professional wrestling on-air talk show so they started up wrestle shoot and they brought me in to be one of their earlier on uh guests and I, I guess I, I wowed him right away because I walked into the studio. You know how most guys walk into your studio. They're trying to be quiet. You know, they're just getting to their cans. They're getting the microphone. I did all of that. I kept, came in with respect, grabbed the microphone, and just went, shut your mouth, jabronies. Finally, the Rob has come back to Marysville. So anyway, after that, all of a sudden, I was the new third chair on the on the uh, wrestle shoot, and then uh, Rockwell, one of the founders, some personal issues came up, and he had to go. So we rode the wrestle shoot train on AM. We did FM. So we moved it around a bit. Then we took it to a film version, and uh, we were doing it on television out there in uh, Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, Yuba City, kind of all that area.
3: Yeah, central Central California.
4: No. Yeah, and then um, Chris and I just decided we had enough for the business for the uh, aforementioned reasons. Uh, that that was just kind of done. And then we lost Mike. He uh, passed away after he moved to LA to be one of the innovators of what podcasts are. So he was doing Wrestle Shoot on podcasts before us by himself. So after he passed, uh, God, just forever later. Uh, I started hitting up Chris because our conversations just on the phone are so weird sometimes and weird and they random. jump all over the place and they're funny and blah. And I was like, you know, we should be doing a podcast. He kept saying, no, no, we don't need to do a podcast. Do you want to step in now, Chris?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot, a lot of those conversations had had a lot of alcohol involved as well. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but uh, so uh, I would say what a year later after we talked about it, I uh, brought it up and uh drinking heavily, and I called Rob up. I was like, we should do a podcast. And Rob's like, I've been fucking saying for the last goddamn year, man. This ain't no new fucking idea. Can
4: I put a twist on that? What he actually said was, what he actually said was, hey, Rob, I have a great idea. Oh, what's your idea? We should do a podcast. What the fuck have I been saying for the last year? So, continue, Chris. No, <laughs> man.
3: So, uh yeah, so we 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 said fuck, let's do it, man. And what what do we start? What two two weeks later, three weeks later, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we
4: started on audio only. Yeah, it was just yeah. straight audio. I don't remember the program we jumped on. What was that program again? It was uh, Anchor and Spotify. You know all those audio platforms that are free when yeah. the anchor puts you on. Yeah. So but we, we know how about hits it. pretty quick.
3: Yeah, we didn't want those typical shows where like, you know, doing shows every week, like doing stats and talking about matches and you know, the same old boring shit that you guys were talking about earlier. It was just it's fucking boring. So we're like, Well, let's go on the show and get the real shit like you guys, you know, having our show and talking about the real stuff and getting those real questions and everything and uh having fun with it and just you know flying by the seat of our pants um and no scripts or you know uh, we have a couple bullet points we talk about but for the most part it's just having a a conversation and letting it roll and um we're getting a lot we got a lot a lot of good press right away a lot of people were like man we love this shit. this is real
4: like um good shit
3: a the, uh, afore
4: aforementioned adam uh, adam barber from that coast to coast place that you brought up yeah uh, but it's a different spot but he approached us and said we'd like to interview you on our wrestling show that we do and uh we did it you know of course why not we turned on the web cameras and it was over here on Streamyard. and yeah next thing you know he's like i really like you guys to put wrestle shoot on our platform and start getting that video exposure and then just it started started going and couldn't believe yeah. how quick it was going
0: now you guys from, a- you guys are from california to west coast yeah. yeah so let me ask you uh did you guys know roland alexander oh, yeah. and mike modest did you guys work with those guys
3: mike was my trainer
0: he was mike
3: mike yeah i trained apw
0: so so Forgive me for this, right? Because I'm not the wrestling expert, but I am I, I am somewhat interested in the California independent scene, right? Because, you know, now what is um, it? Right? Wrestling Iron, right? Wrestling Iron, I think it was. And what did Roland run? What was his organization?
3: Uh, all, all Pro Wrestling. And then um, Mike branched off from Roland. Uh, they had a bit of a falling out and Mike started his own um, thing. To oh, play. Iron. Yeah, that's right. 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 Yeah, pro wrestling iron. That so his thing.
0: Ha, ha, first of all, ha, how did Roland die?
3: Boom, boom.
4: Yeah, I want to say, was it a heart attack? Your heart stopped, yeah.
3: Yeah, it was a heart yeah, attack.
4: Yeah, Mr. Mister uh, Six Jack in the Box Tacos, two Jumbo Jacks, and an extra large Diet Coke. His heart stopped.
3: Mm. Yeah, he was in ter- he was in terrible shape, man. He had sleep apnea, high cholesterol, blood pressure, all kinds of shit.
0: Now, man. when you I mean, watch when you watch Beyond the Mat, him and Modest seem like they were really close. So, what caused the breakup between those guys? Um,
3: Ro- Roland, like the story I got that Roland was um wasn't really letting Mike branch out too much on his own, and what you call it, Mike's like, I want to do my own shit. Like, I don't want to be exclusive to you, and Roland's like, No, you need to be exclusive to me, and. Mike had the, all these offers from Japan and basically came down to one day he's like, Mike's, I'm going to start my own fucking place. And he took probably about 70% of APW with him, like uh, a lot of the wrestlers. Um, a few people stayed behind, but it was mainly modest, wanted to do his own thing and Roland was kind of holding him back.
0: So let me ask you this. So there's the story about Kali, right? Kali had a different name when he was in California. And Kali actually killed a wrestler in the ring. Do you know anything about that? Were you around for that?
3: I was gone. I was gone after that. Um, but our right thing. Uh, I did work a match with Kali, uh, with Kali though um, earlier on on the independent circuit. Uh, but yeah, that was from the story I got. He was killed. The student was killed at the school during a practice session. And he had some seizures um, and some concussions, and nothing was
4: really done about it at all from the story I got. And Rob, you can jump in any that's That's the fucking problem was this kid took that big choke slam from Kali. Kali yeah. was uh, green as grass, and this kid was even greener. So he took that big choke slam. He took it wrong. He wanged his head off the mat before his body even hit. Now that happens, you know, that kind of shit happens in the ring. Problem was he nothing rolled was out of the it. ring, immediately started vomiting into a garbage can and the fucking mega brain trust that B over at APW told the kid just to sit down and shake and shake it off. And
3: yeah, nothing was died. done about
4: it. And his family should have got significantly more then they did now, don't get me wrong. They got what 1.2 million, Chris? Well, Rob, hold on. Yeah.
0: Let's slow yeah. down a little bit because kind of reeling you guys right into this, so it's rolling pretty perfect. Um <laughs> who repre- who represented <laughs> Roland as a lawyer at that point? Oh no. Uh me. Was his name was his name Russell Jackman by a chance? I don't know
3: the no name. Idea, no. Buddy, know.
0: buddy Statello. Sotello, he was a manager, right? Oh, in that buddy, area. C- buddy Costello? Yeah, Satello, whatever the hell his name is. You know that guy? Buddy I know I met him okay. briefly on uh, a couple of Wait a minute. Is
4: Buddy Costello a lawyer?
0: I, you, I guess he used to be. I know he was working. Okay. I know he was working pro bono for Russell during that whole thing, and like he was so bono, bad. Though. He was working pro bono. Russell fired him because he was so bad at his job. Wow. But oh shit! Um, but you know, this wow. is another guy in the wrestling world that you know. I'm in the business, right? The and business. he was, you know, he was a lawyer. So, um, but the kid's family, the kid's family did make money. Wild thing, huh? They 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 did get some. Who, who did they get paid by? I think like it was
4: the insurance company. Not yeah, the insurance it. company. And yeah. Roland had to cover two hundred grand of it. There
3: were, yeah, there was like a copay or something. Um,
4: so I making co copay, whatever you call it, a fee that Roland had to pay. But no, yeah, I that was, was enough insurance, enough. and that really, that really I was, was the that. beginning of the end of Roland's already failing health. After he lost that suit, his, he just he just went down.
0: But w- let me ask you: So, was Roland was modest? Were they good guys or were they scumbags? They rip you off. Or you fill me in. I, don't I think they are a couple
4: of cunts.
3: <laughs> yeah, um, Ro- yeah, Roland's a <laughs> total scumbag.
0: Total scumbag.
3: Um, you know, Roland was an accountant, so he's great with fucking numbers. Um, so he'll, yeah, he'll pretty much fuck anybody over. Um, Wait but he was a, he, he was, was
0: an accountant who died with no money, right? At the end, who used a lawyer that couldn't. Pre- produce any kind of law. Okay, go ahead Chris. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: holy limp
1: biscuit, Batman.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, holy shit. Um, modest Jeez, I have no judgment jumping on, shit. I have no judgment, I'm honest. I mean, he was my trainer, um, but
4: but I mean, I haven't talked to him in years. You did. I'll it. On it. Mike Modest, you're a fucking prick, and you know you're a prick. You're a disrespectful son of a bitch. You don't give people their proper respect in any locker room that you're in because, for some reason, because you fucking jobbed out Prince Ikea once, you think you are the fucking California version of Hulk Hogan. Guess what, Jack? You know who the California version of Hulk Hogan is? Hulk fucking Hogan! That's who the California Hulk Hogan is. You are Michael Modest, Mikel Modesto, You're a fucking dick. You just are a dick. You're a Royd Rage machine back in the day. (laughs) Fuck you and fuck anybody who looks like you.
0: You mean a five foot three Royd Rage machine? Yeah, that little
4: fucking midget, dude. I took a piss, dude, and he happened to be standing underneath me. I didn't even know it. So (laughs) again, you guys, you guys are actually were wrestlers, right? You were
0: in the biz. So I'm asking you questions because I don't know. Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, just keep on going here. There was another guy from California, he's named by Mike Leno. Did he hang around oh. you guys a lot or no? He's Did a photographer. Mike,
3: yes. I oh, know Mike.
4: He was uh, with uh for a bit. Yeah, that's APW some photographer, bitch, right? Uh, yeah, you weren't you weren't showering when the bulb, the light the, the camera
1: bulb went off, were you? Like you know, in the shower. Of course he was. There that he was, was, was there. part of the deal, I thought. There he is. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike. Hi. It didn't happen, did it? I hope it didn't happen. <laughs> How big time is he? He's like Napolitano level, right? Big time, right? He's big time over there, right? I don't fucking
4: know. I've only i only yeah, seen the guy once, never met him. But you're he's that dude with like the uh, dago slick hair. Is that who we're thinking about, Chris? Is that the right guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: I never talked to him too much, to be honest. So I mean, whatever. I mean.
4: And by the way, for everybody watching. When I say faggot, I'm not referring to homosexual. There was a time when the four guys here were growing up. We said, hey, Chris, stop being a fag. Not saying stop like enjoying the pleasure of male company. Yeah, Stop being a fag. So don't be (laughs) sensitive. If you're too PC to be here, then you know you shouldn't be here. Jog on. You punk. You punk. A little bit. A little bit. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow, so the California scene is quite crazy, man. That's that's
4: some crazy shit. It's Holy wild cow. West, man. It's Wild West out there, and it's so yeah. disorganized and it's so selfish. Like yeah. uh, there was this guy. He was he was in uh, Reno, scum on what was the Ring of Honor? Adam Thorsto. Okay. He like, and Adam it. had legit fucking heat, man. He came from Reno from this fat slob piece of garbage, Brian Bridger, who trained him. And me and him had heat because I had heat with his trainer. He took off. He went back east to go wrestle for about a year, and he came back a different man. They humbled him. So California wrestling is very, ooh, no, I want to get the belt. Oh, I'm not ready to lose the belt. Fuck a belt. Fuck you. Quit quit marking out. And in 10 years, you're going to be jockeying for the same positions in the same company, and everybody's fighting for the same number of fans.
1: Too many egos. You guys, you guys, you guys wrestle. So I got to ask you this: With all the safety protocols today and all the advanced medicines and all that shit, you guys think it's more dangerous to be a wrestler today than it was when they were truly earning their stripes the old-fashioned way back in the day? Because nowadays, you can get in the ring with a guy who's been trained by, you know, from Sam's delicate and You're going to trust your your life, your neck, with that half inch of mistake that could happen and paralyze you. Do you think it's more dangerous being a wrestler today? Absolutely
4: i think it's more dangerous maybe being a wrestler today because they don't know how to fucking work and that's yeah problem. they don't there have to protect
3: know. themselves or protect the person they're working No um, ring
4: awareness.
3: yeah no yeah there you go ring awareness that's a huge one um back then when we, when we started we were taught to how to protect ourselves and our uh, person that we're working with uh ring awareness uh i mean the classes were a lot longer um when we when we were ready we were ready to, right. to go out there and, um, and have a good right. match at least right. at least to protect everyone. and they- But
4: when we were ready, we were ready to go out there and take a squash for the first year. That's what yeah, we exactly. were ready for, not to go out there and suddenly be in the semi-main, stink no. the whole fucking show up, because you could have me in a match, Chris in a match. Uh, you could have uh, Sumitay Woke. You could have uh, Rampage. All these great wrestlers leading up to get to the main event You get to a semi-main from some little cocksucker who sucked the right cock and he just killed the entire show before it. And now nobody cares about the main because the art of psychology is dead.
1: Mm. But Dr. Mike got a photo of it though. So let me talk to Mike Got his picture. Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Smile. Another shot at Dr. Mike. Never mind. Hi, Dr. Mike.
0: No, you guys bring up you guys bring up look again. You guys bring up really good points. It's what made you guys get out of the wrestling part of it? Was it a point where you realized it wasn't going to go anywhere, or
4: just all the reasons we already went over? We just couldn't. Ha- it, the, yeah. the state of the business disgusted us.
3: It, it's too much politics, too many egos involved. Um, yeah, that was my main thing. It was it just got too much after a while.
4: And when you get these guys who call themselves pros, who are pissed off, like, and I'm going to use this little cunt hair Rick Luxury out there in California, who is still wrestling. uh, He's too old. He's too broken. He needs to get the fuck up out because he's a cunt anyway. But uh, we were going to put this Cruiserweight title on this cat, Tony Dreamer. He was a good dude. He was a youth pastor, and he was a solid worker. We were going to take a different direction with a white, hot baby face. And Luxury had a problem. So he decided to uh, hit Tony Dreamer with his finisher, with with Rick's finisher, grab Dreamer, pull him on top of him like the belt doesn't matter to me. So he just went out there and bastardized the belt, bastardized his position in the show, and got his shit thrown out the back door and almost killed in the locker room for his trouble. But that's what the business has turned into on the indie level so far.
0: No, it sounds like
1: AEW to be
0: quite honest. But uh, yeah, know. well, what 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 kind of what kind of crowds did you guys draw? Like, what was a good crowd? What was a bad crowd? Three
4: hundred. Okay.
0: Was that a norm, or was that? Wrong? Yeah, that was like, just that was
4: the night we we knew we were going to draw an average three fifty. Yeah. So at three hundred, the
0: promoter's making some decent people. money. I mean, what's he paying you guys?
4: Well, that was for uh UWA. That was for a promotion that we started together. So we were drawing. 350 right. for three three fifty, and did other you shows use... typically what like maybe a buck fifty to two hundred, Chris.
3: Yeah, I would say give or take.
4: And what would you now? Did you guys have a school also, or just a promotion? We did have a school for a little while, but just got tired of it.
0: So, like, yeah. how does how does it work? Do you bring the students in, and then they work for free, and they set up everything, and you bring got the crowd in, and you bring like one star in there to to trying to draw the crowd. That's where you made your money. Is that the way it works? Is that the formula? Cause that seems we like did, the formula around
4: here. We did stars, uh, you know, sure. But uh, we also really, I mean, we really understood how we wanted ourselves to be marketed. So that's how we would market that. So we were making our local guys, uh, some of them, the imported talent, the ones that people were still paying to come see it's those other schmucks who were on the undercard who, Ain't nobody unique paying to see your stupid ass, but they think they deserve a hundred bucks and they should be glad we're giving them a 20 and a spot to start working on their craft. But yeah, no, there's exactly. no money in indie wrestling.
0: So being that you guys are in the biz and this is like a question.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So we're again, we're not in the biz. Sure. There's a We know there's wrestling lingo out there. Do you guys get pissed off when we'll call, us amateurs talk wrestling lingo or get involved in the wrestling business it insult you guys cuz no like we didn't put in any time right you guys worked your ass off we didn't does that piss you off that's a
4: great area man um yeah that is but maybe back in the beginning like when yeah. we were still in the ring maybe that would annoy us
3: not not today though
0: mm. uh, so back in the day, if I was – you guys were in a bar, I'd be like, yo, man, you really drew some color tonight, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. That would piss you off.
4: Yeah, I'd say, who the fuck are you, man? See the door? You need to use it. Get the Get fuck the out dude. of here, pal. Don't, <laughs> make, don't make me call Jannetty, dude. That I mean, was impressive. I would have blew it off. I'd be like,
3: yeah, thanks, and that's all I would to say. Just turn back around and finish
4: my No, see, that's where I'm different. If they came at me with some actual inside shit like no. – uh Holy fuck! You guys were over, and you got some great color tonight. Do the do fuck yourself. Do get out of here. You want an eight by 10, 20 bucks? Get the fuck out of here.
0: Wow, not right. we, we're it. not allowed to use the lingo. It's not right. You can't do. <laughs> wow. Don't even, don't ever use the word over
4: again, ever. Wow, <laughs> ever.
3: Uh, see, I'm the smooth one. Rob, Rob's the one.
4: Rob's a little more controversial. Yeah, I'm the hammer. That's true. Yeah, uh, I'm the hammer. You're the beefcake. There you go. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: So, so Chris, your name's Chris Casanova, right? Are you concerned that you're going to get sued by Kenny Casanova?
3: No. No.
0: Who? He knows oh, who he Kenny
3: Casanova is. I know yeah. yeah, so, yeah. well, hey, Kenny. Yeah. i that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: Come we see me, Kenny. Him, him on here. Bill who, him Kenny Casanova? Like, Bill is yeah. your, like, way out of shape cousin. <laughs> so, That's all right. Who do you guys
0: hate the most in the industry?
4: Wow, it changes. Come on, there's got to be
0: ultimate hate somewhere. Depends ultimate ultimate hate. Ultimate <laughs> hate. Tony
4: Khan. Tony Khan, Khan
1: really? Why? 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 Tony Khan, that little tushy yeah. face, fucking mark. Go ahead. Why?
4: <laughs> well, I don't. I don't hate Tony Khan at all. That was a joke. But, uh, um, oh, you know, I, I I'm gonna, what, the fuck? <laughs> what I'm going to do is tell you somebody who I used to love, who I'm suddenly starting to hate so much. And maybe you guys have an oh. answer to this question I ask often. Okay. Why do you gentlemen think that Paul Roma's a fucking bitch and won't man up and come on wrestle shoot and face me? You hear me, Roma? I'm talking to you yet again, you beady eyed dago pile of fuck. You forgotten, washed-up horseman, Dude, you ain't got nobody to get your back. Herky ain't around. We you call Jim Powers. Call me, pussy. It's been years. I'm still here. And I know you see this. You fuck. I, I think
3: Paul can fuck you up, Rob, still.
4: I'll fucking kill Dago-ass Roma. I'll, I'll kill the fucking forgotten horseman. I'll take you to the glue factory, Roma. Fucking bet.
0: Wow. What made, what made
4: you guys love wow. wrestling?
1: <laughs> what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> Tell <Shit, I laughs> Paul Roba.
4: Tell us about that armbar that turned you on. <laughs> I know. I was hoping you guys would give me a reason why he's being such a little fucking pipe pounder. But actually, he, I he, I
1: can't because he ruined the Four Horsemen. I've got nothing to add to your insults because other that's than that's right, he did right. really ruin. I'll give him that. Ruined the four horsemen who let this value into the barns so really?
0: I'm, I'm i'm gonna be the anti-wild thing on this one paul okay. roma was okay. part okay. of the young stallions which was one of the finest wwf tag oh, teams back in it. the day stop him it. jim powers stop. two handsome stop. young men built like oh, brick stop. shit houses well well yeah. trained tag team and ah. Roma went on to become one of the finest four horsemen in the history of the four <laughs> horsemen.
1: In no fact, will. when
0: he came on, I was, uh, I was ecstatic. Ecstatic the that they, have, they have put Paul Romer up there. Why? So
4: basically, basically what I'm hearing from you, Monty is you want to suck Roma's cock. Is that about right?
0: Was, Listen, minute, that's I'm at show. an age Stop. Stop. now, Rob, Stop. if the price like. is right, I do. Oh, 20 bucks uh,
4: 20 bucks, man. It's unbelievable.
0: Twenty bucks it's ain't gonna hard. cut it. Now you you know you get in the two thousand dollar range. I'm there. I'm gold. He, he's not cheap. I'm you're gold, not cheap. I'm, then, not a, right? I'm, I'm not cheap, but I'm he, I'm, I'm, I'm not
1: afraid. To I'm not fear. Poor boner.
0: And keep That's fucking bad. around. I'm gonna go hire Buddy Statello to be my lawyer, and I'm gonna sue your ass. So be careful. <laughs> Whoa. <later>. Whoa.
4: <laughs> I like your so, odds, Mike. I like your odds. So Sorry. I'll get myself a paralegal, and we'll blow you bitches out the water, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't even think Damn. you need that. Just go to Walmart and get one of the cashiers and bring them. You'll be fine. Or I'll get one of those
4: little books, Law for Dummies. So, seriously,
0: what go. made you guys become wrestlers? What What was the moment that you guys said, mom, dad, girlfriend, wife, I want to be a wrestler? Oh, shit.
3: Um, well, it was my mom's fault. She was watching wrestling when I was um, probably about 10 or 11 years old, and I was fucking hooked no matter what. It, went, it just went
0: from there. Was it a particular was, match or a wrestler? Uh, I was watching Ric Flair. Woo! Fucking traitor. Go ahead. What? Wait, traitor. wait, wait. You're traitor. a traitor. What? You're a what? traitor.
1: He's not, from the, he's not from the New York area, Mike. He's, he's down there with the Georgia. He's Tampa from California. University.
0: California is not NWA territory. Oh, that's even
1: better. That's John Colos territory with the Olympic <laughs> John auditorium. John Colos. That's, that's some good shit over there. You stop it. I like that stuff. That yeah, you got to watch out, know, man. Back then,
4: back then, yeah, you Lucy. had uh, Alex Knight running around out there raising hell. So, got to be yeah, careful yeah. when you're talking about yeah. California. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you're not a Flair fan, Monty? It's not that I'm not a Flair fan,
0: it's just I I really get sick and tired of you know when people talk about the greatest matches or why they love wrestling they're like oh Flair versus Steamboat was the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. It's like shut up, man! Three thousand people watched that boring ass bullshit, and the only reason it was halfway decent is because Rick Steamboat is a good wrestler. And I'm not an anti-Flair guy, but again, wow, Rick Flair, Ricky Steamboat is not nearly the best match of all time, and it really pisses me off. It's just like you can't say something is great. When you have three thousand people watching it, I'm sorry. It just that that if there's no interest, it can't be great. Greatness doesn't happen if people don't watch. Wild hmm. thing, you look like you're
4: really. I'm you're pissing you
0: off. Are you upset He's, about? He that? looks He's, puzzled. He does. That's He's that's
4: so very confused by what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I am confused a little bit as well. That but, makes but, sense. well. I, know, I think if I
1: can, if I can if I can clear this up, I think basically at the end of the day, it's really about spectacle in many ways too. It, of course, this is, this, this is your own perception as a fan. Listen, Vince has been saying for years that it's entertainment. I believe that it's both, of course. It's, it's half sport, it's half entertainment. But listen, there is nothing bigger than Hogan and Andre staring at each other in front of 93,000 people at WrestleMania 3. That was truly big, big, big time. Ric Flair, as Mike is pointing out, and Rick Steamboat may have been a sport five star match. But again, when you compare it to the spectacle of what Vince was creating simultaneously at the same time, come on. So I guess it really comes down to the difference being WWE guys growing up here in New York, watching Vince McMahon turn what he turned into. Wrestling became a Super Bowl, thanks to Vince McMahon. So we are conditioned to look at it that way. You understand what I'm getting at? When Hogan stares at Andre, that to me is the ultimate kind of moment that pro wrestling can give, not just you and me, the purists who grew up watching it, But the regular quote unquote person
4: off the street who knows who Hulk Hogan is to this day. See, my moment, my moment that you're relaying, you're relaying your Hulk and Andre is that awe inspiring, you know, uh, uh, moment. And and you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But when I saw Hulk and Andre, I was young enough to where it was what it was from the beginning just Mm -hmm. superhero versus supervillain. You know, what is epic? Larger than okay. life, yeah. Well, the best that stood yeah, out for size, me, like Andre and Hulk did for you, was Hogan Warrior Mania 6. Because now we got a couple again, of of Batman life. and Superman fighting, but on top right. of that, never before on watching you know the uh, Southerns, the Easterns, watching any of the countries or territories of the country. Never have I seen a crowd that was literally cut in half so much so, mm-hmm. and it could have been a plant, but to me it looked good, where one side of the entrance aisle, somebody is holding a cardboard of Hogan directly mm-hmm. across, cardboard a warrior, mm-hmm. that, the, the energy that immediately punches you in the face, warriors mm-hmm. already half gassed, you can tell from shaking the ropes. And then comes Hulkster. Bum, bum, bum. Now that's the music that makes you go, here comes Superman. Right. Yep. So that right. was my uh, Andre right. and Hogan moment. But it so, was. Uh,
0: so you know, let, let me let me hold on, Farrow. And this is why Farrow is my partner, because he kind of clears up everything the proper way for wrestling fans to understand. But I'll ask both of you guys this. You're going to talk about you know, Kenny Omega against somebody. I'm not saying you're a Kenny Omega fan, don't get me wrong. Would you rather have that type of match, or would you rather have the Ultimate Warrior and Honky Tonk Man at SummerSlam? Oh man, was that great! Thirty-one. Yeah, Honky for... and Warrior
4: seven days a week in twenty Yeah, some yeah. exactly. Yep. exactly. Yeah, exactly. yep. well, That's... you know what it is,
1: guys. Too, it's the knee-jerk reaction kind of like you know we we're tired of hearing shit about Hogan. You know, right, Mike? We're tired of hearing yeah. shit about Hogan. What the fuck, you know? Okay, so Hulk Hogan can't do a fancy flip like Kenny Omega. Hulk Hogan can't sit there and do a wrestling flip for 60 minutes like Ric Flair. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Doesn't mean that I don't love Rick Flair any less for the things he does, but I'm sick of Hulk Hogan getting killed here. Hulk Hogan is the reason why we have what we have today. If you don't well, like Hulk it, I'm Hulk Hogan so is, is Matt Rushmore. Yeah.
3: yeah. It, they it, both.
1: You're right. Yeah. He, put it on, he put it on
0: the map.
3: So, is so so Hold consequently, on. Is Hold Rick on. No on, on Hold on.
0: I'm going to say this too. This is something people don't give enough credit for. The fact that it matter who put wrestling on the map is Cindy Lauper put wrestling on the map. Hell
1: yes. Wrestling it was, was its it was own part. little area Absolutely. where
0: all these wrestling assholes had their little yep. planet. They could go jerk off in mommy's this basement, right? Because yep. it was their own little thing. It was Cindy Lauper brought that into mainstream. Har, Piper, Hogan, MTV. McMahon, yep. Wendy Richter. You know, we yep. don't give yep. the women enough credit. You know, Cyndi Lauper and Wendy Richter and Moolah, you know, I was, I was, I was balls in that whole time, and I remember yeah. how that thing started with the, you know, before the war to settle score, I think it was the brawl for it all. Again, I'm looking only from the WWE eyes of it, but we did watch NWA wrestling. We did have cable. And NWA wrestling was cool, man. It was an option, but, it, but the feeling was not nearly the same.
4: Well, right. It was Broadway versus LA. Yeah. Broadway. So that's right. a good comparison. That's a but great the thing is, but the thing is, the um la version of wrestling over Vince's Broadway was it looked more gritty, so it made you feel like it was more real.
1: Right, right. They were trying to sell more of the sports angle than the entertainment right. angle, and that's always been a deal. AEW tries to fool people with that shit today. Oh, we're selling the sports angle. And I love these purists who always say Vince is a slave driver and he doesn't take care of his wrestlers. The AEW fans don't give a crap how badly these guys kill each other in their company. They don't give a shit. These guys are killing themselves over there. It's safer to work in the WWE. With all their criticisms of Vince McMahon over the years, it is much safer to work for Vince McMahon than it is your beloved Q Indy marks out there, your beloved AEW. That company's
4: getting people physically killed. Hmm. And they want more. I, I, I think that I, like Chris and I could go out there and get the same amount of heat just throwing Japanese arm drags as these dudes who were fucking doing moonsaults in the middle of a match for some inexplicable fucking reason. It doesn't right, make right. sense anymore, but they're all right. still trying to one up each other because they all want that belt because they forget it to work. Pricks. What do you mean? It's and, not, and, it's and, not and, real. And in wait, kind, wait, wait, it's, it's not real. It, the bullshit. <laughs> Of what they're doing on AEW and WWE is trickling down the mountain and it's ruining it down on the indie levels. Thank God some of the old schoolers are still out there to smack these kids in their teeth out there uh, when they're these kids are going too fast or they're getting reckless and the old schoolers just show them. Thank God those dudes are there because I don't see how much more life the business actually has at this point. Yeah, Mike
1: scares me all the time with that. Mike, what do you what do you think the state of uh, wrestling is at this point, especially now that Vince is back, and there's rumors that Vince may sell, which is a nightmare to me. Mike, do you think that uh, – look at this. I'm talking to my father. Well, I don't think like, it's a rumor Mike, because Mike, they he's hired he's,
4: J.P. Morgan.
1: Is he, So is, is it going to be sold to Disney, Mike, and what do you think that that does to wrestling?
0: I think wrestling is dying. Um Ugh when you say that but you might wrestling be right. wrestling in itself is do- wrestling in itself is dying sports, sports entertainment WWE, wwe land is not dying right you well, know the no, ratings, ratings don't, don't the ratings, ratings matter, matter but they, they, they don't, don't, matter, matter, they they don't matter. matter in the way they used to which I think everybody's clear on that yeah. but r- wrestling in itself is oversaturated um, it's not the same the WWE is very smart right they're building the next generation of fans, right? And that's, that's what they're doing. AEW, on the other hand, is going to the 30 and 40-year-old who, you know, that niche, niche audience that that wants this NWA back to Chris, back to you with the Ric Flair thing, and you wild thing about the reality of it, it seemed more real type of thing. And people, you know, people really don't want it and again i could can, i can't i can't i could can only stomach wrestling for so so much right i we love doing our show because we talk to most of the older guys right the older guys that we remember when we were children i mean we had backlin on and oh, great this guy great. so great this guy if 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 you want to call it a gimmick, he was Bob Backlund, and boy did this guy have morals, and boy did this guy. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was. Captain America walked into the studio. It was Captain, Captain America. America. It was great. It was and but great. the, but the and point of matter was he was carrying great.
4: an apple pie and Ovaltine?
0: It was close. Oh, no. It was. <laughs> it was close.
4: Big glass of milk. It was great. Big glass of but milk.
0: I, I, will, I will talking about how much
4: he loves his mother. These, yeah.
0: These older. These older guys. Like the Tommy Riches, He's awesome. these guys meant He's awesome. something. And boy, Tommy Rich yep. couldn't fucking wrestle worth a shit. But he was great, in my opinion. I love Tommy, and Rich. that's not an insult on Tommy Rich.
4: I disagree. I thought Tommy Rich took what he had and that's squeezed way more out of it than he should have been able to. I thought fine. Tommy Rich was great. But, but you, but but, yeah, but no, also- wild thing. I'm not saying
0: great pro wrestler. wasn't a great pro wrestler. What I'm trying to tell you. He wasn't your prototypical great wrestler. You know what I right. mean? Right. He wasn't right. well, a good Yeah, right. That type.
1: Yeah. yeah. Being called Bret Hart or Kurt Hennig. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yep. Tommy was good, though. Tommy told a great story in the ring. He told the most sympathetic baby face story. Think about what a babyface Tommy Rich was. Fantastic. Fantastic baby. Sure. Baby. You know, smokes a lot of weed, too. I like
4: Tommy. <laughs> boy, yeah, That's, that's right. my that's my kind of guy. Same as Snooker, boy. Yeah. I used to uh, really love just sitting under the tree with Snooker as he lights one joint right off the other one. Then we go oh, to breakfast. God. and oh, Then he would drink that night and be a cunt. Then so, get
0: in. So, oh, so, Wild Thing, I'll ask you about this. You guys are wrestlers, right? You're hanging around with these old-timers. Do you turn around and you think to yourself, like, why am I being nice to this guy? He murdered this
4: girl. Never Ooh. because nobody was fucking there. Like for people to say Snooker murdered this woman, you weren't fucking there. You don't Ooh. know what yeah. happened. One of them's dead and the other one's not talking. So that's where that was led up. But based on the preponderance and people, you know, fucking me and Jimmy have had a couple of sideways conversations. We've almost got down a couple of times. But you weren't fucking there. Jimmy was an admitted drug addict, and so was Cheryl. And we don't know what kind of a confrontation that they had. But for anybody to be so idiotic to suggest that he would leave her laying in a bed, dead, go to work, come back, then call the cops doesn't give snooker the kind of mental capacity that a walnut would have even back then if they got into it and he thought she was about to die he would have called 911 he would have gotten help he might have still have left and gone to work who knows but people who have look the courts could not find enough evidence to convict snooker and if you have all of your little opinions and your little made up factoids about what happened, you weren't there. Go yeah. fuck yourself. When Jimmy, what do you, what drinking, do you think happened? What do you think happened, Wild Thing? I'm just i hearing. don't know. Jimmy wasn't talking about it, so I don't know.
3: He's not talking about it at all. Yeah.
4: Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, you know, I, you know how it is, man. The way they you know, serve up whatever information and whatever way they want to serve it up to you. It doesn't look good coming from you know the outside looking in. It didn't look good, you know. So I'm just curious as to what you thought might have happened instead. Sure, he didn't, what you just it
4: didn't. I don't usually hear, you know. So well, I'm curious. What I, would, what I would guess is exactly what his defense was, because okay. I mean, we've known we knew before he passed. We knew Jimmy for a really long time. Okay. And although in the ring, when he turns on the Superfly, he can lie mm-hmm. with the best of them. But when oh, he's yeah. having a conversation and lying to you. His eyes were as big as tell.
2: Right. And he
4: just said, you know, we were fucking doing coke. I had to go to work. She didn't want me to go. She started grabbing a hold of me. She started hitting me. I turned around and I swatted her and she went down and and she hit her head. I didn't think she was actually injured. I put her into bed. She died when I was at work. I came back and I called the police. Wow. And why wouldn't you believe that? <laughs> He's admitting I was doing cocaine. I committed domestic violence, but I did not know she was actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
0: Feel the same way, Chris. Chris. I do.
4: Yeah. Well, you've known Jimmy just as long as I had. Like, what was your take when you would hear these? When we would book him, and these marks would send us these stupid emails? Oh, you're booking a murderer? Like, how did that jar you? Yeah, just irritated man just irritated the fuck out of me
3: just it was it was, it was terrible man. it's like fuck, you don't know these people. you know talking all this shit that they don't know the fucking facts and no one's really gonna know the true facts and what's what really happened i mean that jimmy can give me a story what happened but no one was there so
1: right you know what really happened
3: so at that point
1: Did you guys get to talk to Snooker towards the end of his life? Because Mike and I were lucky enough. Mike uh, took me to a wrestling event. I got to meet Jimmy right at the end of his life. And, of course, his facilities were very much compromised. He was such a sweetheart, though. I was blown away at how kind he was. So did you guys get to talk to him at all towards the end of his life?
4: I went and saw him when he got rearrested on the original charges at uh, Allegheny County Jail. But that was it. I just told him, look, Jimmy, I don't know what's coming next for you. you know, last time we saw each other, it didn't end well. But, um, dude, I've, I've you could have my bed, dude. I've got a great couch. I'll sleep on that. If you're not allowed to leave the county, let me know and so, you can
0: stay with me. Wild thing. You're kind of beating around the bush. What kind of issues did you have with them that you guys almost went to Blows.
4: Oh. He just got drunk and started running this fucking yap too much. And I finally had had enough. So <laughs> I told him, say one more word to me. Bet I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Well, and then he got quiet yeah. for a minute. And then Chris got me out of the room. Because he's like, oh, you piece of shit. You haven't booked me in three fucking years. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, fuck you, Jimmy. I don't know you anything. you lucky I'm booking you now. And he, Chris finally gets me outside to walk away. And I'm just, I'm starting to calm down. And he poked, motherfucker. He pokes his head out the door and says, "You better be nice to me, brother, if you want this show to still happen tomorrow." And I fucking flipped out and went at him. Chris stopped me, but I was, I was going to murder a legend that night. It was on.
3: <laughs> well, he can't it started off. I think it started off kind of as a joke for a minute. He's like, "Oh, you motherfucker, you haven't booked me in three years." And you're, you know, Rob would be like, "Jimmy, you're a book man. I tried to book you, and so and I did." yeah and you did and the night went on and of course more alcohol was consumed and, and uh, that
4: right there is the red button don't go. get
3: jimmy too drunk That's
4: we got best. drunk in three different counties heading out to modesto for that show <laughs> nice yeah and, nice. and of, of course, course every time we left a bar we had to go get a case of saint paulie's right yeah saint paulie's
3: and uh We weren't paying for that. We weren't paying for a lot of drinks. We'd go in these places, and they'd be like, "Oh, Jimmy Snuka, you guys are fucking covered."
4: Like, and that right there is what goes back to uh, Jimmy being a cool guy. I guess me being a scumbag, because I knew that when we got in there, whoever walked up and asked Jimmy for an autograph, he was going to give it to him without even thinking about it. But you know, the manager comes over And he was really excited So I was like, maybe, you know You can give us a little bit of the something Something off the bar tab And he'll fucking sign or take a picture With the uh, guys in your kitchen So they did that And then Jimmy probably signed 100 autographs In, in that, what was it, at Applebee's? It actually was at
3: Applebee's That's yeah. where
4: we got started He probably signed yeah. 100 autographs Still, he's signing, drinking Handing it, signing I mean, Jimmy knew how to fucking drink yeah. But we also knew that when Jimmy started drinking, he was going to start being a headache eventually and was probably going to fall face first into a bag of Coke. Mm.
0: Think think about that, though. Think about that, though. Was there anything better than the Superfly Splash back in the day? You would sit there just be focused just to see that finishing maneuver. Fuck you, Chris. It was
4: horrible.
3: <laughs> oh, cause, well, because you took it. I'd have to take it.
4: Yeah. Well, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> He thought it was hilarious when he went straight board on me, dude. He didn't he didn't take it off me at all. He just came straight down. And I go oof, 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 oof. he starts laughing. He rubs my face a little bit, like some other asshole I know. Okay, brother. Okay there, brother. The of life a of
0: a wrestler. Did you guys ever work with Matt Riddle? Uh I didn't.
4: Didn't we book him? Uh, we might have we might have booked him. I didn't work him personally though. Yeah. I th- I think so, but I never no, I never wrestled him, but I think we booked him. Yeah. So, we had
0: we had his girlfriend on last week, Daniel ex-girlfriend, Daniel Petro on, and I don't know if you watch social media, but
4: Oh no, that's what he was. He was asshole of the uh of the year nominee. That's where we're coming with Matt with a uh, yeah. Okay. Why was
0: it, Why was he Asshole of the Year nominee so what for he do his girlfriend
4: For beating the hell out of his girlfriend and stalking her and all that shit and just being a Ooh. general psychopath.
0: Man, guys, did you guys ever train a wrestler or bring someone on to your, your federation, we'll call it, that ended up being a big star or you, or you thought was going to yeah. be a big star?
4: We've had John Cena through, but uh, no, we didn't actually particularly train anybody. We had Adam Thorstow and um, God damn it, Chris Adam Thorstow Luster. and who? Buster. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Like we've had them through. We had a uh, didn't we have a uh, what's his fuck uh, Kazarian come by a few times?
3: Yeah, we had Kazarian, Christopher Daniels. Um, yeah, Chris. Grew, um,
4: oh well, but the fucking but. Yes, yes, yes. We used him a few times oh, when he was the American Dragon. Yeah, yeah, because he was he was with
3: APW, um trainer over there for. But he was their head trainer after Modest left. And he took over.
0: Hey, did you not? Did you think these guys were going to be big stars to the level they're at, or you just whatever? It doesn't really make a difference.
4: Seeing that we knew if he got if he got the opportunity, he was going to go. We knew that. Yeah. Sure as I knew that my name's Chris Casanova. I mean, his name's Chris Casanova. <laughs> we knew that Johnny was going all the way. Yeah. I've never seen such a genuinely nice person and a genuinely hard worker ever so everything that johnny has he fucking earned it and good for him uh brian cage we used to use him a lot yep why do you think brian
1: why do you think brian cage has not like gone further in this business i look at that guy and i'm like oh my god put the belt on this lunatic he looks like a monster and he wrestles great by the way
4: so and he what, wasn't what, quite the monster he was back then. But okay. even back then, Brian uh didn't always make the best business decisions on okay. bookings. You should take over the next. And, I mean, that's got to be why. Because I think Vince gave him a tryout, but he just didn't want him.
1: Yeah, I'm puzzled. He's got the right, Mike. He's got the whole look and everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I agree. Brian, Brian brilliant worker. God, guys, we went into some crazy wrestling talk here. I didn't expect it to go this way. I'm really impressed by your guys' friendship and your business. Like, you guys are business partners and friends. I don't know how long you last that long. Me and Farrell can only take each other for about three hours a day. Not even a day, a week. Sorry. Well, (laughs) it helps
4: that I live in Florida and he lives in Texas. That's something. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So, Mike, I have to move to Florida. That's what it is. There <laughs> it That's is. A secret.
0: So, how come I'm you guys? Canceled. How come you guys left California?
4: It's a sinking ship.
3: Sinking ship. Too expensive.
0: Always on fire. No water. What do you guys want to get out of your show? Like, what? What is your ultimate goal? Right? Because, I'm first of all, I'm very impressed by the fact you guys were on terrestrial radio, which is, awesome. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I mean, that's where we want to be one day, not one day. It was a goal to finish up last year to get on terrestrial radio. Um, that is definitely Terrestrial's goal a shoot. nightmare, by the way. How come? Okay. okay. Just everybody's
4: breathing down your neck. If you don't hit those fucking commercial spots in the right spot, you're screwed. Getting on like serious, like you have a lot more leeway, but going terrestrial status and fuck terrestrial right. radio. I'm not, I, yeah. I know when yeah, we I, finally I, left FM, I was done with terrestrial. Interesting.
0: Interesting. So, where do you guys want to go with this show? Like, what's your ultimate goal there?
4: Well, you know, with what we do with WrestleShoot, I mean, we just want to keep increasing the production of what we're doing. We're trying to increase the numbers. Of course, we're going to start hunting sponsors uh, inevitably. But uh, with me and uh, Chris and Creepy Jimmy doing this uh, anti social network, there's a lot of people like guys like you, when you were starting off, if we would have seen you with just kind of how, you know, go screw yourselves. You, your attitude is we would have, we would have gone after you because we're going to be that platform. That's not going to be censored. You know, if Facebook gives us shit. We'll fight it as best we can. And then we'll move on to a different platform. You know, we're, we, we're doing all kinds of things. So the real takeaway here is not just to have your standard, like uh you might have a sports network who will just be a whole bunch of people talking boring stats and the boring players. a mm-hmm. wrestling show where they're just recapping spots per, spot for spot what they did on Monday Night Raw. We want somebody to come over to our network and be like, man, I really want to see what all these different, very creative and ingenuity personalities are doing over here. Not just what's WrestleShoot doing over on Social." I just did uh, Jeremiah. He's what? Uh, Jer Jeremiah. Jeremy's what? The Pariah is one of our guys. The Pariah. <laughs> the Pariah again. And I just did his show. What was a two. The whole show was a two-hour show, which surprised me how quickly it flew by. And the whole show was just he was doing a music bracket, and he was just to have it ICP songs versus each other. And there was six people in there. Everybody was casting their votes and. It was fascinating. Like I didn't get bored the entire time, but there was a couple of really fucking beautiful women who were on there too. Ooh. Just saying that helped. Well, that, helped. that does help.
0: That's a, that's a secret there,
4: man. So, I mean, like, when you say where do we want Wrestle Shoot to go? What, what do you think? What's your thought on that, Chris?
3: Fuck, man, S- man, S- say I'm on the same page as you are, but fuck, I want to get paid.
4: As <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> it, pay hey, me, man. man. And yeah, we are going to hunt down sponsors. and That's another reason that we're pretty happy with some of these personalities that we're bringing on. Like you guys, the numbers for this show are going to spike high. And our numbers, since really bringing people on and really getting serious since the first, have gone up three times. So it seems to be working so far.
0: Well, you guys got a good product. I I enjoy the show. I, I listen to it when I'm working out and stuff. Um, nice. I, I you know I don't. I try to tell Farrow this all the time because you know people don't necessarily want to watch video, right? I'd say about eighty percent of the people want to hear audio because really to sit down and watch it's like watching a TV show. It, you know, in some cases you you could watch it, but in a lot of times you just want to hear the audio, but. You guys do some. You do some very good work, and you know that's why we said wow, we, we would come on. And um, you know, uh, all I can say is this: um, we don't. Farrell, you could step in, but we don't. Everybody is competition to us. Every show, no, no matter good. how big or small, Sure. and. Um, I'll be honest with you. We will try to step on anybody without a doubt. We will fucking step on anyone. And if someone gives us like, let me put it this way. We don't, we won't give a rub, right? Um, We will not give a look. I'm using terminology again.
1: We will not, we will
0: not give a rub. Um, We want to, we want to be the best out there we want to we want to create something that people can go back to and it will be the same as it was it's as relevant in 2024 as it was in 2023 that's why there's a there's a lot of shows that do much better than us right if you look at the numbers they do much better yeah and but they're ha- buying
4: they're buying bots to watch their shit yeah well, that's you know, the
0: whole- look you know yeah. what yeah, you know it. you said about snooker you're not there you don't know i don't know but i do know the product they're putting out and they're talking about a lot of shows talk about what's happening today And you might want to hear it, right? You might want to know about what happened on AEW last Wednesday. But that will be the one time and the only time you ever watch or listen to that show, right? Because it's in the moment. We don't want to be in the moment. We want to be different. And that's where I – Let's again, I'm just trying to give you your flowers. You guys are different. And that's what I appreciate. I appreciate people that go out of the box and to entertain. And the reality of it, man, is, look – we are nobodies. And if we can make a difference in someone's life, one person, and as ridiculous as some people say that is, we do feel this way. We've done something here. Yeah. And I, the reason, again, I don't like certain people is because they think they're better than and they're not. Just because you stepped in a fucking ring, you're not better than me. You don't know more than me. Right? You might be smarter than so me. So
4: many guys who had no business being in that ring in the first goddamn place. Thank you. Thank Amen. you. Thank you. Thank you. That's those, those are the ones we're talking to. Yeah.
3: Not the
1: guys like you who actually paid your fucking dues. You know, try to build companies yourselves and, and really give it a shot. Not like these clowns who like, you know, spent three weeks working that over it. His- some shithole and now they're getting in the ring. I'm, a, I'm in the business. Oh, you're not, you're not. the fuck out of here. You're
4: disrespecting the business by saying, saying
1: you're in the business. Well,
4: fuck guys me. like that were, were definitely uh me and Chris's favorite snack back when we were tag team. <laughs> it, it uh, we yeah, would go. just go out there and pick these kids to fucking <laughs> pieces, but hopefully it, they learned something from it. Right. Right. You'd hope. Right.
0: right. I think, I, I think guys, you have to care too. Right. You guys talked about, you are going to pick up sponsors, you do stuff like that. You've got to want to care about your sponsors. You got to want to care about your audience. And uh, you know, look, I don't know what else to say, but I wish you guys the best. You're going to do well. But once you do too well, then you become the enemy. So no shit, I will make that statement. <laughs> once you start, I love it, dude. I love then, it. then, then it's on. Then it's then on. We,
4: then we really will be O and A and Stern, won't we?
0: That's correct. There that is go. correct. You know, I really, I really appreciate the first lady of wrestling's comments about us being the Howard Stern um, of this type of thing. Um, oh, yeah. Right now, our ultimate goal like i said is to entertain and make a difference and and kind of kind of change everything and you guys do the same and then we'll meet somewhere in the middle and then it's on that's all
4: well, you never know. You know, Russell Shoot might uh, take a trip out to uh, fucking Long Island and pay somebody a little visit out there, if you know what I'm saying there, Charlie. Well, I
0: will tell you this. You guys had some really good stories. I don't know how this thing twisted, but it turned into m and interviewing you guys. But Yeah, um, I
4: was going to say something, but like, oh, fuck it. It's going well. Let it go. Just Dude, I got, it I got, man, I got the, to tell the, you,
0: your guys' really stories good. were off the hook. I loved them, man. I love that <laughs> California shit. I, the I stuff love the stuff with Snooker. I love your guys' comments. I thought it was great, and I loved you guys just talking about being in the industry. Because again, you guys are in the industry; we're not, so it, it's good shit. I love it.
4: I think that was his roundabout way, and then forgot where he was going of inviting us to Long Island. I think so. Yeah,
0: you guys could cut. You guys could come anytime. But the one thing I want to make sure that you have to answer this: What side of the fence did Modest play for? What
4: team was he on? Oh. Oh, no, modest, modest didn't like pee, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe on his off time, but yeah. he had a girl.
3: Uh, yeah, he had a girl. He has a kid, but I mean, maybe he was a switch hitter. I don't know. No
4: I just, you know, and here's, here's the thing, like the last <laughs> time we booked Mike, it was at the same club that we had the last booking with Snook, as a matter of fact, but you know, this, this guy was Chris's trainer. Chris really wanted to have him on the show. Mike and I never really saw eye to eye, but we never really clashed either. And he comes showing up there, and Chris goes, oh, hey, Michael, hey, Chris. And I say, how are you doing, Mike? And he goes, oh, hi, I'm Mike Modest. And sticks his hand out like we've never met. And I wanted to snatch that fucking little tiny nutsack right off yes. his body, jam it down his bitch-ass throat. And I snapped on him. I told him, no, nah, don't walk in that building. Try and walk back to your car, you motherfucker. And he's like, oh, Rob, you cut your hair and I recognize you. Fuck you. Come up into my house and try and fade me. Fuck you, Mike. And then... Chris intervened and everything got you know defused. Chris, this he truly
0: is the wild thing, dude. How do you deal with this guy, man? He seems like he's fucking, he's going crazy on everybody. You got to be in control. What's going on? Yeah, man. man he's gonna like, walk
4: into my I house and him
3: in, man. The fucking, say, come on back, dude. Just fucking stop. You <laughs> keep pulling him back. It,
1: they're just keeping kayfabe. He's the wild thing, and Casanova's got to be the smooth guy. They're just they're just keeping the kayfabe.
3: Yeah, good. Working work the gimmick, but yeah, it's you a guys just haven't heard any
4: stories about this one not flipping out yet. They're out there we'll get it to happens, those Yeah, <laughs> too much alcohol Holy shit, we really gone an hour and a half
0: we yeah got- we're all,
4: yeah. Wow. But, uh, all right.
0: you know i'm gonna i'm we're gonna head out we want to thank you guys uh what a pleasure it was to be on the show and uh sorry i said such, i said some bad stuff about your guys in california i'm sorry about that
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was some real shit man so we appreciate
4: it I'm going (laughs) to serve you, bro boner. So, guys, plug everything. Plug everywhere everybody can find you guys. I really recommend our people. Man, follow these dudes. Their show is hot. It's cool. They got a cool set. Eventually, Mr. Castanova's moving here to Florida, and we're going to be borrowing a page red right out of your book and creating a set for ourselves.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Farrow, you got this one. Go ahead, brother. I do. I do
4: not have plugging away, Mike. Plug away, Mike. That's you. There Chris,
1: Chris, we go. Jesus Christ. Too we, much. You're supposed to do every week on the show. Now you want me to? All do right. Long
0: Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast could be seen on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, the Monty DeFaro yeah. Facebook Live page, the Monty yeah. DeFaro Twitch TV page, and if you're lucky enough to live. In New York, catch us Lovely. on New York cable on channel one fifteen on Tuesdays at seven thirty, yeah. and on Wednesdays on channel twenty at nine p.m. and eleven thirty a.m. Channel one fifteen. We're on all audio networks everywhere you can look at. And if you want sponsorship by all the way, go to the Monty and the Faro webpage. That's Monty and the Pharaoh, where many of our sponsors lie. We've got so many sponsors. Keep joining us. Be part of the Monty and the Faro family. And uh, the return on investment, the ROI for all our sponsors is within three months. And we've got a 99%, 99% retention rate. This Saturday, we've got Enzo Amare in studio at 10 a.m. Then right? we get to interview, the uh, yeah. super agent Eric Sims. Thursday show's not quite booked yet. There's a couple of things I got cooking in the thing in the in the deal, and then we've got um, Chris Adonis or formerly Chris Masters in studio on February 4th, where Pharaoh is going no. to take no. the Master no. Lock no. Challenge. No. No, no, where people are donating to no. St. Jude's no. Hospital if the pharaoh can get out of the Master Lock challenge. Yeah, don't
4: say you know you little prick. Do it for the kids. Yeah. Hey,
0: first of all, oh, I have kids, a big. Man. First of all, I have a big prick. Second of all,
1: it's my neck, wild thing. First That's of right. Of all. Man up. And Do it for the kids. Won't somebody yeah, you're right. You're, right. you're right. Look, look. When you're right, you're right. You know, you're right. You know that. The second he said St. Jude, I'm like, oh Jesus, I'm screwed. Damn but
0: but again, we, we are, you know, I'll end it with this. We are humbled to be able to come into everybody's living rooms, whichever way you choose to, to take us, uh, every Thursday. And we are humbled to be part of the wrestle shoot programming that we're on today. Uh, these guys are the real deal. Um, very enjoyable. Um, and how do I put it? They're definitely. Uh, they're definitely a force to be reckoned with. So, uh, you know, join and good them. good too. Well, I got to tell you, wild thing. I've always been a big fan, but I think I'm going with Casanova now. Now that I've been watching the guy, he's a pretty good looking guy. I got to go there.
4: <laughs> Chris, come on. Give us some pouty kiss lips. Come on, sweetie.
3: No, I'm good, man. I'm just
0: going to stick with the glasses, man.
4: Hey, do what the people want. How about a little? There you
0: go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> But again, I want to thank you guys. It really, what an honor
4: and privilege to be on the show. And uh, we're going to have really to do it again. Show. We love you guys now. It's a romantic kind of love. Just it's so a, you know. Listen,
0: it's like I said, I'm not cheap, but I'll go any which way we got to go. <laughs> oh,
4: all right. 20 bucks I can go for. Yeah, all right, guys. Look, we usually God. keep it an hour. We're at an hour and a half. So we're going to let you guys who have been sticking with us and writing and commenting and shit. Go on about your business. Uh, but before we let you go, I would like to send out one really important reminder. Uh, fuck Ron Shaw. <laughs> that go with so it. Cool. Fuck. Fuck nice Ron kid. Shaw. Ron Shaw, you, sir, are the crybaby of the year. And we know you're a woman because it says it's a girl right there. Go fuck yourself. You has been. Some bitch, unmemorable prick. And on that note, for myself, for Chris Casanova, for Monty and the Pariah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's starting <laughs> you start it. to stick, right? You're starting to like it, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you don't think you shoot know, you know, you know, uh, throw it out the window. Look ahead. All
4: yeah. right, guys. We're gonna see y'all next week. We don't know who the fuck is gonna be here half the time. We never do, but when we figure something out, we might let you know. But then we might not. Later. See you